One of my tasks is trying to take the mystery out of the mysterious. There's so much out there regarding spirituality practice. Um, gosh, you know, I have my sister that's into the chakras and, um, you know, the healing practices and the healing arts and things. I'm into the Zen stuff, the martial arts stuff, um, and spirituality, you know, Christianity and um, just religion in general, spirituality, I'm into all that stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about chi and energy and there's healers, there's, there's acupuncture, there's acupressure, there's chiropractic practices. There, there are people out there that talk about diets and, you know, what affects your... It's amazing to me, by the way. It's amazing when I go on TikTok or any of the social media platforms and, and look at all the different views of, of what to do. You've got doctors that say, uh, you know, rub your temples to alleviate a headache. You've got, you've got doctors themselves that say that you can, um, you know, do certain procedures to help certain things. There's just so much out there. There's so much information and so many variations of practices and beliefs and so forth. And one of the things I'm trying to do is kind of, I don't know, just sort of having, bring it, bringing it down to the common person and providing ideas uh, on all the different aspects and try to make them simple, you know, without using big fancy terminology or words. Some of these things are made intentionally, I feel anyway, made intentionally complex. Um, which can get kind of spooky because, you know, if you don't understand it on a very basic fundamental level and you start practicing it, 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 it can really hurt you or others. Um, take, for example, the whole, the whole thing behind, um, behind supplementation and supplements. There are so many supplements out there. And, um, you know, I have my brother-in-law who, who was almost literally almost dead in the hospital um, with with liver issues and um, it was horrible he almost needed a liver transplant and it was based on certain supplements he was taking um, it can be very very dangerous I know myself included I can fall victim to the whole you know aspect of listening to something online or on social media and saying wow really oh, I didn't know if you take licorice root that'll that'll prevent sicknesses you know I've tried so many different things. My sister and I joke about this, um, how we have these supplements. You know, we have, you know, even now, even now, I still have things that I sometimes use, like oregano oil. So you have a little vial of pure, organic oregano oil, and you take three, three to five drops a day, and it's supposedly good for your immune system. It's good for your, for your circulatory system, good for your blood. Um, what else do I have? I have liquid zinc, liquid ionized zinc, because when you, when you have a cold, you're sick, you, you take some zinc, it's good for your system. And there are, of course, multivitamins and zinc supplements. There's, you know, in the years of COVID, COVID-19, there are all kinds of supplements that they say to take. You know, zinc, magnesium, uh, what's the combination there? Zinc, magnesium, and uh, calcium, those three supposedly um, help your immune system. Everyone's heard for years how you take vitamin C, high doses of vitamin C when you're feeling sick or you have a cold, or just as general maintenance, having vitamin C to, to keep your immune system healthy. 
Now, there are a number of studies, there are quite a number of studies that talk about how vitamin D, for example, will affect your health and well-being. They tie together factually that people that are sick tend to be low on vitamin D. Now, here's the thing. The way we're created, we're, we're just these magnificent machines. We're just created. We're created. All of us are created for a reason. We're just part of the whole system. We're created by whatever you believe in. We're created. And you can't deny that because we're here. We exist. And something, or some, not someone, but something, or whatever it is, created us. The creator. We'll just call it the creator. And there's a reason that we survive. And although there's nothing wrong with innovation and looking forward and improving things and making things better, so forth and so on, but from the fundamental basic standpoint of survival, we don't necessarily, quote-unquote, need supplementation or vitamins or all this, these kinds of things, right? Um, for example... Vitamin C. It's obviously going to be much more beneficial if you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Let's say you eat, I don't know, three to four oranges a day, a bunch of green peppers, some tomatoes each day. That's going to have profound health effects on your body because your body knows what to do with that type of stuff. It pulls out all the, all the things, all the phytochemicals, all the, all the nutrients and micronutrients that your body needs to, to perform very well at an optimal level. Um, now... Vitamin D, they say, is similar to if you're, if you're living in a certain region of the world where you're getting more sunshine. Up north where I live in New England, the New England uh, in the United States, um, there are times of the year in the winter where the sun is down lower, you don't get as much sunshine. So even then, I try to take walks, you try to go in nature, and even skiing, if you're, if you're able to go skiing, you're in the snow, you're in the sunshine, that's good. But it's not as strong as it would be if you're living down in the southern region of the world or southern region of the United States where you're going to get more sunshine. And the sunshine, the UV rays from the sunshine and the heat on your skin apparently stimulates production of a hormone, which we call vitamin D. There's a fancy name for it. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to, uh, to, uh, to say what I think it's called. So some people have been getting back to me and, you know, giving me a hard time about pronunciation of these things. And I'm not a doctor, so I can't do it. But all I know is it, it's vitamin D. So you're in the sunshine quite a bit. You're going, your body's going to naturally create more vitamin D. But if you can't do that, you supplement that with certain um, supplements that are made to produce or provide you the opportunity to have more of this hormone, vitamin D, in your system. And it's the same thing when your immune system is compromised where it may be a little bit slowed down or problematic because you picked up a cold virus or something like that. And you may want to supplement with certain things that have been proven scientifically that they seem to do better for people that have these things, such as zinc. Um, Let's say you have uh, skin issues, uh, eczema or an injury or a skin injury or lip sores or something where you need a little help there, you might take lysine because lysine, again, there's certain vegetables and fruits that you can get lysine in. Um, But if you can't do that, you supplement that with a good quality supplement. Now, you have to be careful because especially nowadays when you have have Amazon and online purchasing, 
a lot of the time we really don't necessarily know where that's coming from. Now, we can't tell where it's coming from um, at a store either sometimes, right? You walk into, into CVS or for some pharmacy and you see something that says, I don't know, green mix for optimal health. And that's, that's marketing and advertising to make you think that that's going to you know, change your life. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't, but we don't know where that's coming from. But it's even worse online because if when you go to add to the Amazon cart, for example, you have no idea where that's sourced, where that originally comes from. So you do have to be careful. You do have to do your homework. You do have to do your research and, and determine, try to figure out, you know, read, read, um, read reviews and make sure that it's something that people like and have been working for them. Maybe do some research on it. So, for example, let's say you want to get a zinc supplement, you know, find out, is it is it? truly organic or um, is it certified organic where is it made what country is it made in are there other ingredients in it you know for example um, I used to take emergency they called it again marketing and advertising is just a name and uh, emergency are these little packets that taste like when I was a kid I used to drink tang or orange kool-aid it tastes like that and you pour it in a glass and it fizzes and you you drink it down and it has Apparently, high doses of uh, vitamin C, and sometimes you can get mixes with vitamin B and other things. But if you read the ingredients, it has a tremendous amount of sugar in it and other ingredients that make it somewhat unsafe because they're, you know, again, too much sugar and too many chemicals and things like orange color. Fake orange color is not good. You don't want to add that to your body. So it's important to stop sometimes and take a look at what it is you're ingesting. And from, from a practical standpoint, I think it makes sense that if you want, instead of fish oil, eat more fish, like sardines or you know, salmon or whatever, if you can. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't afford that because it can get pretty expensive. You might have fish oil um, if you want to try fish oil. But it depends on what it's for. You don't want to become one of these um, biomechanical machines that just lives on supplements alone. Again, I'll hold my hand up guilty as charged because there are times where I've taken a lot of things just because, for example, glucosamine and chondroitin for the joints, for joint health. Uh, fish oil pills are good for your circulation system. Um, vitamin A, C, D, B, multivitamins, all these things. Zinc, magnesium, all these things are great for your immune system to make sure you don't get a cold. Well, one thing I've learned is that getting quote-unquote colds really are your body's ability to work with and defend against um, viruses, cold viruses, which is sort of a part of the the whole ecosystem of of a human being, of living organisms. We have, if you do the research, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of organisms all within and on us and working with us. That's how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to kill off every, every bacteria, every piece of bacteria and germ. That's why antibiotics are so, have become so, uh, so questionable and, and many doctors are very cautious about them because they destroy a lot of the good bacteria in your, in your uh, digestive system. Everything from your throat all the way down to where it exits. Everything inside of you, it kills a lot of the good bacteria. Last, uh, last time I was on an antibiotic, I had a, uh, I guess, a sinus infection, and um, I had a fever, and it wouldn't go away, and 
sinus pain and pressure and it turned out that I had a sinus infection and my body was having a challenging time trying to get rid of it so I was given an antibiotic and the doctor told me make sure you take a probiotic with this or eat things with probiotics you know granted being a um, yogurt or what else uh, sauerkraut there's a whole number of things that you can have that have that cre- have or create probiotics in your in your ecosystem in your gut flora they call it so that you your body produces this stuff and it regularly will be there millions of strains millions of types of bacteria you know good gut bacteria and that's important so that's that's what those supplements are for so it's really a balance but i think it it begins with you it begins with what's inside of you it begins with i guess you start right where you are and you sort of take a look at your health, your overall health, and, and what it means to you, what health means to you, what wellness means to you, why it's important to you. Do you want to live an optimal health lifestyle? Do you want to work at optimum performance? Is that really important to you? Or is it not so important to you? Do you, do you want to just have fun? Do you just want to, um, let's say for example, you want to drink on weekends, party on the weekends, um, eat eat pizza seven days a week. I mean, if that's the lifestyle you want, you're happy with it and doesn't bother you, go for it. That's your choice. We all have a choice in how we want to live our lives, right? So the opposite can be true too, though, where you become a little, little over-obsessed or neurotic about your, um, your health and wellness and you take an overabundance of supplements and caution. So for example, um, you don't want to eat, you don't want to eat too much sugar, you don't want to eat too much gluten, you don't want to eat this, you don't want to eat that. I know people that that have struggled with that and, and they actually made themselves sicker because they they weren't eating the right food. In fact they weren't eating any food. They were, they were just sort of living that lifestyle of um, eating nothing but greens and, you know, supplement drinks and, you know, mostly like smoothies, smoothies and green drinks and all these things instead of food. You know, your body knows what to do with food. So that's, one, that's on the opposite side of the spectrum. You have one side of the spectrum where you're not taking very good care of yourself by not eating the right food, foods at all. You're eating junk. On the other side of the spectrum, you're eating, you know, seemingly good stuff, but too much of it. As they say, there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. Um, You know, you drink too much water, it flushes out a lot of the good stuff in your body. So there's such a thing as too much water. There's such a thing as too much air. If If you breathe too heavily and too deeply, you can actually hyperventilate, causing an imbalance in your system and causing a problem. So it's about balance. But you got to start where you are. Yeah, you have to start and analyze what's important to you, but do it in a non-stressed way. Just sort of relax. Just sort of relax and take a look at how your lifestyle is, and you know. So, I'll give you a few questions to ponder, such as, do you drink enough water? Good, good clean water. If you're lucky enough to have good clean fresh water, do you drink enough of it? And I think again there might be a little bit of an over-obsession with people walking around with their own personal water bottles and drinking a, you know, eight to ten glasses of water a day. 
I think that can be over-obsessive. I think what's important here is that if you drink enough fresh water, it's going to go into your stomach, be absorbed into your bloodstream, and give all of your organs and cells the H2O, the chemical that it needs, the chemicals or molecules that it needs, to perform optimally. Because, you know, most of our body, was it 70, 70-80% or something like that, a large portion anyway, is made of water. So obviously, the more of that you give it, the better chances your body will have to be able to do what it's supposed to do. You know, as opposed to, you know, I, I drink, and I'm not saying I do, but let's just say there's somebody that drinks um, soda every day. A lot of people do. They live on soda. I mean, that's just sugar. Liquid sugar with chemicals and different things in it, right? That's going to have an effect on, on what's going on inside of you. And you have to be honest and you, you want to keep it personal sometimes to yourself because you're going to get people with all kinds of opinions. So if you keep it to yourself and make your own goals, um, I think that's really important. So take a, take a look at yourself and ask things like, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough rest? Not necessarily sleep, and sleep is very important. But rest in general is, I think, more important because the second best thing to sleep is rest. And rest is a, a word that it means a lot of things, but just think about what rest sounds like. Are you restful? Are you able to relax? Most of us will say, I think, I, I guess the answer would primarily be, I, I guess so, yeah, sure, I get rest. But if you're honest, and really think about it throughout your day. You know, let's say you're up for a good uh, 18 or so hours in a daytime, which is actually a lot of time if you think about it. You feel like most of that time, most of the 18 hours or so that you're awake are restful, wake, woken hours, that you feel rest, rested and restful and relaxed? Or is it crazy and, you know, nerve-wracking and nail-biting and stressful? That's another good question to ask yourself and take a look at it. And then you look around you and you ask, why? Why am, I, why am I not so restful? Why am I so stressed out? And then there's the sleep side too. Are you getting good, decent sleep? And just looking at that and being mindful of your sleep patterns is important because you can be honest with yourself and take a look and say, um, am I on my device um, like my phone, I'm on my phone for two hours before bedtime and it's up close to my face and I'm flashing this bright light in my face. Um, there are many, many, many reports and a lot of experts, uh, sleep experts in fact, that I've spoken to that talk a lot about that, that you have these devices in your face before sleep time, it, it has a negative impact on your sleep. We're not meant to do that. Again, granted, we, we innovate and revolutionize and create things and grow as a people, right? But we were not created with phones next to us. We were not created by our creator with an electrical digital device in our face. We were created to be around people. We were created to, to be around an environment, uh, to, to drink good liquids, fruit juices and vegetable juices and waters and things and eat foods like fruits, vegetables, nuts, um, occasionally, I guess, meat, you know, you get animal meat, and fish and different proteins and things. You know, if you think of the basics, that's, that's how we're created, you know, to do all that stuff. We're not created to be on our phone 
let's say, what's the average? I forgot the average, but um, it's a lot of hours a day that you're on a device on a screen. And, and it's just, again, it's, there's no finger-waving here. There's no shaming here, but it's just, just something to think about. And I'm, the, I'm guilty as charged. I'm talking into one right now to, to uh, record this podcast. So technology can be wonderful at times. As long as it doesn't take over you, take you over, and, and create a, a more negative lifestyle, that's, that's when it can become a problem. So are you drinking enough fresh, clean, pure water? Are you getting enough rest, getting enough sleep? And if not, what are you going to do about that? Maybe nothing, but at least observe it, be mindful of it, which means I'm putting my focus and attention on it very loosely and gently so that I can make a more appropriate decision. Next to that might be, are you eating, the, um, are you eating nutritious foods that are, that are satiating or filling your cells with good quality micronutrients? So if you have, for example, a bowl of, uh, of delicious, organic, fresh greens, like a salad, even all by itself, that, that is going to be just packed with vitamins and minerals and all kinds of great, wonderful, good stuff. And you pack that into your body and it's converted by that system you have that uh, knows what to do with that. And it's going to have a different outcome than, say, I'm going to have a giant roast beef grinder with lots and lots of cheese, a giant soda, and followed up by a whoopie pie or chocolate cake or something. That's different. It may taste good and you may be thinking, ooh, that sounds good. And it does taste good. I've eaten that stuff too. I still do sometimes and there's nothing wrong with that. But which one is going to have give your body a fighting chance to do better stuff with? I think it's obvious. So it's just important to think about that and make the decision for yourself. You say, you know, I don't care what you say. I'm going to eat what I want to eat and that's it. You know, and that's fine. A lot of people do. I'm talking to the people that are contemplating the optimal lifestyle, living the best version of yourself. Um, and I think that we all owe that to ourselves because that's what we're created to be, the best version of ourselves. And it's kind of like taking chances. And there's nothing wrong sometimes with taking chances. I personally am a calculated risk taker. I don't like taking a lot of risks. I like to calculate it before I do. But taking chances with things. So, for example, if you're going to smoke, you're taking, or vape, you're taking, whatever, it's still smoking. Uh, be it cigarettes, marijuana, vaping, it's all the same. It's still smoking. You're taking a chance. You're taking a risk. You know, that's, you're supposed to be breathing and exhaling fresh air, oxygen and carbon dioxide, right? It's some other things, but that's what you're meant to do. So if you're going to smoke, you're taking a chance. You're taking a risk. You're risking a lot of stuff going on in your body that will affect your overall wellness. If you're eating crappy food, you're taking a risk of causing problems inside of that incredibly fine-tuned machinery that is you. If you're drinking alcohol or, or things that are sodas and sugary drinks and things that are not good for you, artificial sweeteners, for example, those, you're taking a chance. You're taking a huge risk by, you're, that's going to have a negative effect on a lot of the cells in your body. That's just a fact. And are you, if you're willing to take those chances, or, or party all night long and not sleeping, is the other one. 
Oh, let me add the other one, too. I keep forgetting about this one. But exercise. Exercise, that's a whole other topic because there's such a thing as not enough exercise and there's such a thing as too much exercise. You know, for example, you think of the strongman competitions or the, uh, the ultra-fit people or um, the CrossFit people, you know, shaking ropes in the air and picking up kettlebells and swinging them around and all this stuff. That can cause a lot of problems, and it does cause a lot of problems. I have I'm friends with uh, a number of um, physical therapists and doctors and professionals that that repeatedly see this over and over and over again. Um, people that hurt themselves doing that kind of stuff, and it's hard because it you, you we fight we fight our egos where ah oh, I can do this I can I, I'm I'm youthful enough I'm spry enough I could do this exercise and. You know, kettlebells and swinging, swinging ropes and, you know, I can get up to 100 pull-ups or whatever, whatever it is you want to do. But should we? Should we be doing that kind of stuff? Um, it's just, you know, and to each his own. There are people, I know old people that can do um, pull-ups and jump around on monkey bars in their 80s. And I think that's phenomenal. So it's different for everybody. But it's just a good question to ask yourself, um, you know, what kind of exercise are you getting and start with the basics where we're meant to move we have these incredible bodies with muscles and tendons and ligaments we have you know um, oh it's just amazing what's inside of our bodies and we're meant to move that and stimulate that we have lymphatic fluid and lymph nodes all over our bodies that are constantly moving um, uh, protective lymphatic fluid around our bodies and it doesn't necessarily move very well by itself it relies on motion to move that lymphatic fluid we have thousands and thousands of little micro muscles and ligaments and tendons that are constantly in need of flushing out old blood and you do that with movement we strengthen our body by doing certain exercise so that we have the ability to stand up straight to walk to even jog or run to push and pull and do different things we're meant to be mobile and that's an important question to ask yourself. If I'm not, if I'm not active enough, why am I not active enough? Often it's psychological. Now, now sometimes it's uh, it's physical. There are, there are disabilities that uh, prevent you from doing certain things. But from the fundamental standpoint of even sitting in a chair and say you're disabled and you have facial muscles, and I'm not trying to sound disrespect, disrespectful about this either because. If you have the ability to move face muscles and exercise your facial muscles, that's good. And it's even good no matter what, too. Doing facial exercises and facial qigong exercises and um, and energy exercises to help your eyesight and help your eye muscles and different things. It can prevent headaches by doing facial exercises. But there's all kinds of movements that can be done from your pinky all the way all the way down to your toe there's just so many different movement exercises and again there is such a thing as too much movement too much exercise that can cause a lot of problems i have injured myself a number of times by um, over exercising i find that uh, tai chi qigong um, those uh, yoga and those types of exercises, for me, tend to be the most energizing. And it strengthens me to a point where I'm naturally strong. Nothing beyond that and nothing below that. So for me, it creates a balance. I hurt myself very minimally, if ever, 
doing those types of things. Most of the time when I hurt myself, it's from doing excessive uh, weightlifting exercises or CrossFit type of exercises. Um, such, I broke my neck once playing pickup football. Um, you know, that's a whole other story. So you have to take a look at your, your movement in your body. So take a look at how you move. Take a look at the, the liquids you're drinking. Take a look at the food you're eating. Uh, what else did we cover? We talked about sleeping and resting. And then the last thing I'm going to bring up is um, your mind. Where are you on that mind scale? How do you work your mind? Do you think a lot of negative thoughts or do you think positive thoughts? Do you continually refresh your mind and your, your soul and your psyche with reading good quality, positive, stimulating and energetic material? Or are you watching the news every night and biting your fingernails off because you're nervous and sick to your stomach because of what you see from these news companies? So what we feed our mind is so, so important because that is the commander of the ship. Our mind is very, very important. In fact, our mind is the thing that's listening to me right now. The mind is what determines what to eat, when to sleep, how long to sleep, when to exercise, how long to exercise. All that stuff is created by mind. In fact, everything we are, our consciousness, uh, being in this physical world, relies on our, our, our thinking, our thinking mind. And that's the beauty of meditation is that that can actually help calm that thinking mind. And that's very, very important because if you have a calm mind, if you meditate and have a calm mind, a relaxed mind, you're able to function better across the board. It's very, very helpful. So if you create a good habit, if you create a new habit and decide, yes, I want to live an optimal life. We're not going to live forever, but we're going to live as long as we can and live the best life we can, helping myself and others as much as I possibly can. And just live an extraordinary life and see if I can change as many lives in the process in a very positive way that I can. If, if you choose to do that, then just look at all of these factors. Your mind, your emotion, what you eat and drink, how you rest, all of that stuff. So keep it in mind and see if just thinking about that might have a more positive impact of your life to live your best life.